Hi, this is Kevin Eastman, co-creator of the Teenage Mutant Turtles, and you'll listen to Five Questions with me and my friend, Dan Shabell. You're listening to the Five Questions podcast, and I'm your host, Dan Shabell. In fewer than 10 minutes, my goal is to extract the best advice from the world's smartest and most interesting people by asking them just five questions. My guest today is comic book artist and writer Kevin Eastman. Kevin, along with Peter Laird, is best known for creating Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The first issue of the TMNT comic book was published in 1984 and has since become a phenomenon with TV shows, movies, action figures, and video games. More recently, Kevin released The Last Ronin, the final story of TMNT. We talk about his multi-decade career during this episode. Kevin, welcome to Five Questions. So awesome to be here with you today, Kawabunga. What were some of your creative influences as a kid that led you to pursue a path as a comic book writer and artist? Top of the list is Jack Kirby, hands down. He was, um, you know, I loved children's books, um, you know, Dr. Seuss, P.D. Eastman, those kind of things, which led me to comic books, the visual, you know, words and pictures storytelling. When I discovered Jack Kirby, it was one of those dynamic storytellers that, you know, every panel seemed to suck you deeper into the adventure he was telling. And he was one of those guys that was complete. He would do story set past, present, future. And I just loved it. I always felt that if you could be a complete storyteller, then you can go anywhere. Being exposed to so many other different kinds of books, like the Lord of the Rings stands out as one of my all-time favorite influences as well. I, my father one day said, you know, you read you read too many comics, you should read real books. And he gave me uh, The Hobbit, and that was, you know, uh, off on that adventure. And I've read it multiple times. So those I'd point to two, two of my biggest influences. And you came up with The Turtles along with Peter Laird and kind of shaped my childhood. I still have some of those VHS tapes. And I also have, I have three remaining action figures that are really beaten up. All the other ones, I don't even know where I like took the heads off when I was a little kid. I was, I used them nonstop. So thank you for having that impact on me, on both myself and, and my friends and the rest of the world. I wouldn't have such a cool job if not for cool fans like you. And that's probably one of my favorite things to sign at uh, conventions is a person, a young person like you would bring up some beaten up toy that they've had since their childhood, which is probably the biggest compliment ever. Um, that One, that you saved that you were a fan then, and also that you saved that it's really, a, I call it well-loved, and it's a, it's a real honor to me. Why do you think Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is still relevant today, and what plans do you have to keep the brand fresh moving forward? It's a great question because um, the relevancy of, of the characters, because it was something, you know, even in the earliest days of the Turtles, Peter and I would try to answer that question with some sense of, you know, hey, we planned it, or it was very specific, it was delivered. Or, or something, but it was really a combination of, you know, the mutant aspect, uh, the adoptive family aspect, and the fact that they're not a specific race, creed, or color. So anybody can imagine themselves as a turtle. They're outcasts or misfits looking for their place in the world, which I think, you know, a lot of people are. And then, you know, ultimately, um, you know, we all want to be that hero at the end of the day that does the right thing. It's sort of the, you know, the family, the heroic and the, and the good natured, you know, the adventures were never overly violent, just a great adventure story. And I think with characters that that we thought were interesting based on characters that inspired us. So, you know, again, Lord of the Rings was a great example. We just loved the heart and soul that those characters um, had. As far as uh, the continued adventures of Turtles and the inspirations, it's so much of it comes from the people I work with these days, the people I'm lucky enough to work with, especially writers like Tom Waltz, um, who's wrote 100 issues of the IDW series. He's such a fantastic storyteller and other writers that come up with these ideas when you think you've, you know, after almost 40 years, you've explored every possible turtle idea. These uh, fantastic young people people um, come up with these ideas and, and their passion for the characters um, that they had since they were young is, is just invigorating and inspiring. And, and, and that's really what allows us to, uh, what excites me to go, take them and to 
continually into new places and new adventures. So that's, yeah, it's like uh, you were inspired by Jack Kirby and other people were inspired by your work and now they want to work on it as well. So that makes perfect sense and it kind of goes full circle. Now a word from our sponsor. Looking to improve your employee experience and increase retention? Lomaps is your digital HQ, the one place where employees gather to be informed and inspired, to collaborate and share knowledge, and even find purpose or discover the next big idea to fuel your business. Lomaps helps employees engage with each other through personalized communication regardless of location or language by connecting them with the tools, people, and information they need. Video has revolutionized the way the world communicates. In a recent study, Lomaps found that 66% of employees are likely to access an internal platform more regularly if it featured video content. Request a demo today by going to lomaps.com. Why did you and your co-author Pierre Laird come back together after 20 years apart to work on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles again? Peter and I have always been in touch over the years. But this idea, um, specifically for Last Run, was something that Peter and I wrote at the end of the first big story arc. Turtles issues 1 through 11 had ended. So we finished 15 issues and we were sort of looking to where are we going to go next? And so in 1987, we said, well, let's look 30 years down the road and see where they were, where they are then. Maybe it's the final Turtle story. And that'll give us a, a lighthouse or give us a direction to, to point towards. That was almost the same time that the toys started and the cartoon started. So we never finished that story. Fast forward to you know 2018 and IDW and Tom Waltz and all of us as a team were heading towards issue 100 of the Turtles and we were looking at um, well what should we do next and I mentioned to Tom I said you know I've got this idea um, that Peter and I wrote back in 1987 I want to dust it off go through it and let's see if it's something that um, we can adapt into the IDW storyline with the same intent and you know where do we go from here so I spent about um, seven or eight months um, going through it and then Tom and I went through it all and it just fit perfectly of where we wanted to take them next and so it was great that um something that peter and i did in the height of the early days of the turtles 1987 we could take that story that had never been seen and transport it when we wrote it in 1987 it was set 30 years in the future which was 2017 so by the time i looked at it it was already 31 years past when we uh, did it but no it was it was a blast and it was um we stuck ver- stuck very true to a lot of the original thoughts and ideas in that original draft glad to have peter back involved in the book it was supposed to come out during this time clearly and people love the last ronin but why did you choose a darker storyline with this comic series definitely leaned more specifically towards the original mirage universe which was definitely darker than anything most of the people had seen you know say um, if your introduction to the turtles was the cartoon series and a lot of it was i mean at the height of the turtles black and white comics i think we were selling around 100,000 copies when the toys and the cartoons came out it was you know suddenly millions and and more so most people were exposed to that so when you know we wanted to adapt the story we wanted to go specifically towards the original inspirations and the, the original mirage black and white stories that Peter and I did. And it really comes down to uh, everything that we set up in issue one is the cornerstone of everything that happens in The Last Ronin. So it, it, it really leans towards that edgier, darker and, and scary world that um, needs to be resolved, there needs to be redemption, there needs to be um, a lot of things answered and addressed, in my opinion, before we could go on. Even when we started on Last Ronin, we didn't particularly see that this was the start of a whole new Turtles universe within the Turtles multiverse, but it was an idea that just had to be told and and we just want to do the best job we could to tell it right absolutely and a lot of that takes time you don't want to rush those ideas and all that time you spent you know investing in it and thinking it through can really pay off and people like these dark storylines now i mean the the recent batman movie was fairly dark and so i think that there there's a need for that and there's the need for you know the old school turtles the fun loving ones in the cartoons like that served that purpose and you got to keep uh things relevant you know and i think that that's 
one technique to do is take what was working back then and pay homage to that. And it worked really well. And what's your best piece of career advice? Work at your craft every day. And, uh, and I say this to, you know, um, whether it's sports uh, that you're interested in, uh, a musician, uh, writing, um, drawing, you have to work at it every day. And, and it's, and it's not easy. I know certainly when I was younger, you know, um, school, after school job, any kind of social life and all those things that you have to manage in a, in a daily life, finding even 20 or 30 minutes to draw or write or practice what you're, what you are passionate about is very hard, but you have to do it and, and you have to, you just have to find a way, set that level of importance towards um, something that you want personally set it aside for yourself. So for me specifically, it was draw every day and uh, write every day. And I found time to do it and it wasn't successful every single day, of course, but but it was, uh, it was something that um, I just wanted so badly. And, you know, even if the Turtles had never become the Turtles beyond that first issue, I would still be working in comics because um, I loved it that much. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, Kevin. To follow his journey, you can read his comic book, The Last Ronin, and find him on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter where he shares his appearances, artwork, and new projects. To watch the full extended video version of this episode, go to youtube.com slash Bell, and please remember to rate and review the 5 Questions podcast on iTunes. <laughs>